Say Something. It's like a podcast, but it's a vodcast, so you can listen and watch. It's like news talk or sports talk, but it's life talk, so we can walk the road together. On today's show, Susie Larson, accomplished author, speaker, and radio host, joins us to chat about abundance and joy in suffering. So in that place, I just remember trying to still strive my way out of a hole. Mm-hmm. And this is what's so important, and I want you to hear this today, that if you don't know who you are and whose you are, and you really aren't intimately acquainted with God's love, mm-hmm. you will spend your life misusing your time, treasure, and talents to prove something that Jesus has already proven, mm-hmm. which is a waste of your time, treasure, <laughs> and talents. It's a squandering. Thanks for joining the conversation. Here we go. So anyway, we are so happy today to have like wrangled Susie Larson into the car with us. Susie Larson is an accomplished author, radio host, and national speaker. Her daily live talk show, Middays with Susie Larson, reaches thousands of listeners each week. In her latest book, Fully Alive, Learning to Flourish Mind, Body, and Spirit, Susie offers an uplifting guide for anyone who longs to know health, freedom, and wholeness. Susie is madly in love with her husband of over 30 years, her three grown sons, her beautiful daughters-in-law, and her precious grandson, and her pit bull Memphis. Connect with Susie at SusieLarson.com or at Susie Larson Author on Instagram and Susie Larson on Twitter or listen to Susie weekdays on Faith Radio. She's in Dallas um, for an event for us and um, we're having lunch and it was like, let's get in the car and tell us because we love to share the top five tips, the Susie Larson tips for a joy-filled life. Okay, first of all, Kay, I'm super glad to be here. Thank you. I just love you. And she just told me about this question two minutes ago, so I'm going to think about it in the middle of the night. That's I want to change do. my list, I'm pretty sure. But here's a few things. I, I think it's me. fun, like right yeah. off, because yeah. it's like, this really is it. So Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, number one for sure for me is my time with the Lord in the morning. And that's mm-hmm. not just a hyper-spiritual um answer that is my lifeline my time in the morning i'm an introvert so i thrive on solitude mm-hmm. so getting up and spending you know my my extended time is uh, a sacred sacred place for me and i can't seem to function without it i really don't like who i am without it so i never go without it um okay so before you go to the next one that can stress people out yeah because of the baggage that comes with this like Mm-hmm. do yeah but that's not how it is for you not it's not like some burden it's like a, a freedom Indeed. it sounds like I'm so glad you asked that because you know I think um, had I not walked through the suffering that I've walked through I would be a striver I would be a doer but you remember the analogy of, of the little wandering sheep that uh, broke its legs because it wandered and mm-hmm. then the shepherd carried it around its neck and then pretty soon the wandering sheep's heart started to beat so in rhythm with the shepherd mm-hmm. that is so beautiful yeah. so when you have a sheep that's prone to wander when you have a heart that's prone to wander and you get the picture because it's oh a real gosh. picture and it's a real thing that mm-hmm. the shepherd would carry the wandering sheep what happens where the it, once it used to wander now it gets so attached mm-hmm. to the shepherd that once the legs heal it stays very close and actually develops in a special attachment with the shepherd that's my story I would have been a striver and a doer had I not gotten sick but I was so dependent on his goodness that I cultivated such a thirst and a hunger for him mm-hmm. and that's just true I, I can't fathom who I would be without the things that I've mm-hmm. suffered mm-hmm. but I will tell you whenever any spiritual discipline for me becomes an ought to or a should do it's because I've lost sight of the love of God because it always should be a get to always. So whenever it's, I ought to read my Bible, I ought to, I should do it. When it gets, comes from that place, you're living in reaction to your insecurity or obligation and not in response to his love. So what I always do is then get back to that place of love to remind Mm -hmm. my soul Mm -hmm. 
um, it's I'm not what I do I'm someone he loves and it's not that I loved him he loved me first he came down and when I get into that place of response I cannot wait to get alone with him mm -hmm. again so it's a real thing for me but I never wanted to feel like I check off my little spiritual discipline because well, I, and I love that that, yeah. that shift that you added um, that it is something that you notice that you notice when it's a check, oh yeah that you yeah. notice when it's not the relationship that you are so used to going and, mm. and sitting at his feet and I think that that's valuable even for everybody watching this to say you know if it is if it does feel like a, a checked box acknowledge that yes acknowledge it don't sit there and get back into the love of yes, God. I think yes. the simplest way to remember is yeah. when it's obligation and not invitation, you've maybe lost your way a little bit. But what I like to say is there's no condemnation in that. Just you go back to following your smiling savior because he'll always lead you back to a life giving path. He mm -hmm. always will. There's no condemnation in him. Mm -hmm. He will always lead you to a more healthy life giving place, but it's always about living in response first to his love. You know, everything originates from him, right? I know. Okay. And we may not get to the top five, because I'm sitting here going, people don't believe the love. Like right. it's so, and that's where I think even Paul was like, please grasp how deep and wide mm. and long and high, because that's where life is. But I, I think it's hard for people it, when judgment enters, people are so much more judgmental of themselves oh, yes. than they are of anything else. And so it's hard to receive that love or even to believe it could be real yeah. without a performance aspect to it on the other mm -hmm. side. Cause and so it's that, you know, it's kind of like, how do you get to that point of believing the love? Well, can I speak to that? Yes. Just because again, I mean, I'm the poster child for the passage in scripture that says he chooses the weak to shame the strong, the things that are not to nullify the things that are in every single way. Mm -hmm. I was the broken, insecure, mm -hmm. self-preserving person, full of fear. I mean, in every way. And it was just step by step. But I remember in those early years as a young mom, you know, mm -hmm. battling Lyme disease, it, which wiped out my short-term memory. Yeah, gosh, it's brutal. It's it is horrific. horrific. And to imagine as a young mom who is still fairly new in the faith and to, ha to be that doer and a dreamer mm -hmm. and to have my life so upended to the point where my short-term memory was gone. I had a lot of neurological issues. I felt like I was in the body of a 90-year-old with three little boys who were parties waiting to happen. <laughs> I, I, you know, they were 18 and 22 months apart and they yeah. were, you know, boys. And but I'd lost vision for my life. I, I, did, I stopped dreaming. I was just hoping I would live long enough to see them grow up, you know? But in that place, I just remember trying to still strive my way out of a hole. Mm -hmm. And this is what's so important. And I want you to hear this today, that if you don't know who you are and whose you are, and you really aren't intimately acquainted with God's love, mm -hmm. you will spend your life misusing your time, treasure, and talents to prove something that Jesus has already proven, mm -hmm. which is a waste of your time, treasure, <laughs> and talents. It's a squandering, yeah. right? Right. right so in right that there. place, as a young mom, I was doing that. I was as sick as I was. Mm -hmm. I was serving on three committees at church and then I would pay such a price. But I was trying to strive my way out of a hole. I knew I was saved. I did not know that I was loved. Mm -hmm. So there was one point. In right. I think that's the hard very part. Very common. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. So here I am. I'm literally, I think I'm on my knees with my Bible. I'm, I'm just like crying out going, God, where is the victory for me? Because everything right. I read is overwhelming victory belongs to you. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and yet I fast as a sick person. I'm journaling. I'm memorizing scripture. And I get up from this place. I am the same insecure, self-aware person I was mm -hmm. when I started. Mm -hmm. So w w the stuff I read about yeah. is not my reality. So right. where, what am I missing? Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's an answer. And I'll... I think that's the key. Yeah. That question right there 
is so huge. Yeah. To come and go, who are you? Like, where? show me who you are. Yeah. And uh, this is what he said to me. It just whispered in my heart, and it was a game changer for me. He said, Susie, I get that you love me, but you don't seem to get that I love you. Oh, my gosh. So until I tell you different, every time you want to say, I love you, Lord, I want you to turn it around and say, you love me, Lord. Say it now. I said, you love me, Lord? And it felt like a foreign language yeah. in my mouth. And I would yell mm -hmm. at my kids, and then I'd feel terrible for it. Mm -hmm. And say, now, say it now. You love me. You love me, Lord. And when I do something right, but then feel funky about it, he'd say, say it now. Even here, you, you love me, Lord. And eventually, over time, I, I started to understand that I'm not what I do. I'm someone God loves, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, when I started to focus more on his love, 1 John 4, 16 says, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Do we do that? We don't. We know and rely on our efforts and we beat ourselves up when we fall short. If we spend the rest of our life to know this love, Ephesians says to know this love is to be filled with the fullness right. of God, right? right? So I get women at the conferences that I speak at. I'm like, okay, put your hand on your heart and just say, you love me, Lord. I bet half of them stiffen up and turn into Stepford wives or like, yeah. like they're, they're, it's just like beneath them or they're not comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you need to do it twice as much because we, it's not that we loved God. It's that he loved us. If right. we are having a version or we're, it, it seems like it's beneath us, mm -hmm. we're still relying way too much on our efforts. Yeah. So I think the way that you get to know mm -hmm. his love is to be broken enough to know that you need it. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, we need it. And it makes me think of Isaiah 43 where he says himself, you are honored in my sight. Mm. You are precious to me. And then he says the words, I love you. And this is right after he says, I know your name. I call you by name. You are mine. You will go through the waters and they won't rise over you. And you'll go through the fire and you won't be burned. And it's right after that. I do this because I love you. I love you. And you are precious. And it's sort of like, since when in your life or your day has someone said to you, like, yeah. you're precious. Yes. I mean, because it's yeah. so intimate. And, it is. And yeah. sweet. And it goes and to that whole thing. And, it is true. Well, and also it goes back to what you said. I think sometimes when we reduce things down to an obligation or a box check, um, if you do that in your marriage where you oh, are just, cut, man, just Julie. As, as roommates, it's so true. You don't feel that love. You're wondering where the romance went. You're wondering where that connection went when you reduce it down. And so I think it's the same thing you were saying with, you know, that, that love that God has for us and then how hard it is for us to, to realize that and feel that. I know that, um, Several years ago, my husband and I were um, just having an issue that not between us, but that was affecting our, our family. And we just couldn't figure out. I, I got to a point where I didn't know even what to pray or how to pray. But the Lord just led me to pray. I know you love me and I trust you. Amen. And when I had no words for, but I was down on my knees. <laughs> I know you love us. And we trust you and that was sufficient and just i just felt in my soul that was sufficient it's so beautiful um but it is but it is something yeah. that that when you're telling people about the about the lord it's something that can be missed with you know service and make sure you're signing up for this committee and make sure this and it's um i think that that's what he wants yeah. us to know above and beyond yeah. everything else 
I love you. And when you get to that place, when you kind of, when you know the love, that's the only way I think that you can break free from the bondage of others' opinions. Otherwise, you're held captive by their opinion. And by your own opinion of yeah. yourself. Indeed. Yes. You know, yes. Yes. self talk. It's, and there yeah. comes the freedom. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's why I think it's consistently repeated over mm -hmm. and over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, thank you for that. Yeah. Which started with someone possibly feeling a burden of reading scripture because they've been told to read scripture. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's the engaging. Yeah. Read it to know him. Amen. Just to read know it him. to know him that's yeah. so good yeah well another thing that's really life-giving is riding on my bike in 90 degree weather and a hot humidity so as you fast like as I can. the heat <laughs> and i'm from minnesota what are you doing come to texas I you want to feel some you. heat i have weather envy you, you think heat but no, you I'm don't know <laughs> I've heard that I don't know, no, but 40 because, below windshield will make oh, your see, ears I fall. I don't like that. Yeah. That's why yeah, I live I can't here. I can't take yeah, it. No. So Why do you live in the Well, cold? all of our family is it's there. It's up there. Okay, oh, well, relationship. Yeah. That's it, everything. Yeah. So I have an infrared sauna that I'm in every day, in. and I sweat that. like a crazy woman in there, Love and that it. makes me very happy. Okay, that is so yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, come to come to Dallas in yeah. August. I will. Or September. And I promise you I'll love it, because it feels like a warm hug to me. Okay. We'll remember that in August when we're sweating and dying. Yes. And I'll be like, it's a warm hug. It's a warm hug. And maybe we could just do a house exchange. There you go. That's, That's good. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so something yes. physically that feels good to you. So number yes. two on yes. joy. Yes. All right. So the, the biking and the heat is just yeah. amazing to me. Um, of course, time with my, my kids and my one grandson, it's just always oh, overwhelms me. He's I eight bet. months old and darling and precious. Mm -hmm. I love the Hallmark Channel. It makes okay. me super happy. I, I do too. And I'm excited it's coming. I know it. Yeah. I only watch it in the holiday seasons because otherwise I'm not a TV watcher. Oh, but that it's actually good all year. I know. I, I'm just telling you. I, and, <laughs> and one of the kids, they'll come in and they'll be like, is this Hallmark? <laughs> Going, yes, it is. Well, since we're empty nesters, my husband will watch with me. But really? he's he's such a he's such a man's man that he would say this would be a good time to blow up a building. You know, he wants to like write him a letter to say give <laughs> like, us one just, just one more Hallmark arm. You know, so where we can funny. insert some, some blow ups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! But this is what he always says. Okay, let me guess the storyline. The city guy, all right, is yes. not going to be the guy for her, but the lumberjack. <laughs> That's the one she wants to marry. He predicts that every time, but I don't care. It's okay. I it's, love it. It's happy. happy. I it's love clean. Hallmark. Yeah. yeah. I love to belly laugh, and it's super good for you to do that. Isn't it the truth? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we need to take ourselves less seriously mm -hmm. and God more seriously, mm -hmm. and I think we'd be in good shape if we did that. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. A good laugh goes a long way. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, because I'm introverted, I thrive in just... Uh, in nature, you know, staring mm -hmm. out at the water. I'm probably so boring in some ways, but it's just how God wired me. You know, I love walks on paths where I'm surrounded by trees yeah. or staring at the water and, you know, love my time. I love a good susp Christian suspense novel. I love those, but I've fostered a spiritual gift of suspicion as a result. <laughs> That's so I don't trust funny. anybody, but I love those novels because I read so much. As a yeah. radio host, I was reading like 10 books a week, every week, yeah. you know, and then writing my own on the side. So that's my fun little escape. I really, really love okay, that. Okay, that's super fun. And I love that you know who you are. Like, yeah. you know that you're an introvert, so yeah. you are energized by time alone. Yeah. And for an extrovert, it would be the same thing, and it's good. And yeah, okay. that's how God made us. There's I a place for both that. of us at the table, right? That's well, right. And I think, too, that that's, that's something that our... Uh, viewers can can take with them that sometimes if you're an introvert you are going to try everything you can do to make put yourself out to not there be. And, yeah. and, right. and that, that God has wired us in yeah. such a beautiful way and once we can really 
see um, that person that God made in us and appreciate that. Yes. There's so much light, literal yeah. life there exactly. um, that we're not fighting against yeah. to, to be that person over there or look at her. She's the, she's the life of the party. I'm an introvert, you know, mm -hmm. and, and instead, what is, what is the Lord going to gonna do in me yeah. being an introvert yeah. and, and how can that be glorious? Exactly. Um, yeah. But I, I love that. I think mm -hmm. that's something that, that people can take that because it's not always yeah. the introvert that is smiled upon. Well, no, and an so introvert, true. I, I have introverts in my house. And so I've learned a lot. I am not an introvert, <laughs> full blown extrovert, but I love that it doesn't, it just, they're energized by time alone. Yep. Yes. And mm -hmm. so it's a beautiful thing and it's a good thing. And, uh, it's, it really is a good thing. Well, and I can tell so, like you would be in a crowd and you would spot people who need a drip of sunshine, which I think I you just love, sort of, I'm just really energized by yeah, that. That's amazing. But I'm married to somebody that isn't, yeah. I have every, I might have one that's close to that, hmm. but I have five kids and none, wow. all of them are introverts. Wow. Except possibly one. Wow. Anyway. Okay. Great. Five tips. I think yeah. we covered five. Yes, I think we did. But we will absolutely circle back to the first one because mm -hmm. it hits on even what you said, that you are loved. Mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. as you are yeah. and created to be who you are and precious and honored mm -hmm. and beloved. Which and this is an important words. thing I want to yeah. say in that process of love because you know the thing is he will use you on a Monday knowing you're going to blow it on a Tuesday and I think you need to understand that you get to be a work in progress without the condemnation. That's mm -hmm. where, you know, we can be kind mm -hmm. to ourselves when we're performing well. See, we are so, we have an aversion to grace. We just do. Yeah. We have this bent to want to earn it. So we don't do. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. But I think that's part of the story. It is. Because if yeah. we really engage in grace yeah. and BTW, grace does not involve performance. Right. Like it, right. It, it's, yeah. it, it isn't a part of that word yeah. at all. I know. It doesn't exist in yeah. that word. Right. Indeed. And when you break free from that, you will know freedom. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I convinced he does the breaking free too. Yeah. Like I sit there and go, I can't even do that. No, exactly. Cause left to myself, I'm five minutes later going, dang. <laughs> and yeah. I'm right back. In yeah. It's yes. like, what? Yeah. Oh wait, that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. No. I was just kidding. <laughs> I know. Anyway. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you so much. And y'all look for and tune into and go find the great say something girl talk that Susie and our friend, Rebecca Carroll, who are both so awesome. Cause you'll be really blessed by that too. So thanks. And today go say something kind to somebody cause you'll get to hear it too. Amen. All right. Bye. Our very special thanks to Susie Larson. Connect with Susie at susielarson.com or at Susie Larson author on Instagram and Susie Larson on Twitter, or listen to Susie weekdays on faith radio and be sure to check out Susie's latest book fully alive. And thank you. Want to stay connected? Visit SaySomethingShow.com and sign up to our mailing list. Or be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, or listen on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again. See you next time on Say Something. <laughs>